Every town has a dark side. This is Andrew Fitzgerald from the Every Town Podcast, where every single week we dive into insane and mysterious true crime stories, most of which you've never heard of. Stories like the bizarre disappearance of Tyler Davis in Columbus, Ohio, a 29-year-old father trying to find his way back to his hotel when he disappeared and was never heard from again, and Elizabeth Shelf from Lugoff, South Carolina, who was abducted from her driveway by a madman and taken to his underground bunker in the woods. And we give you all the details you're interested in hearing about without any fluff or fillers, because ain't nobody got time for that. We cover everything from psychopaths to poltergeists, so go check out the Everytown podcast, because every town, no matter how nice it may seem, has a dark side. Everybody and welcome to the Horse Show, a show that dissects, mutilates, dismembers, and butchers all of your favorite and not so favorite horror movies and other horror-related events. I'm Sean. I'm Joe. So, what is an other horror-related event? Uh, that's a very good question. <laughs> I feel like a mini-series or TV sure. shows. I don't know. Glad. We we needed something short notice, and I wrote it. Glad so. we're talking about it. Uh, <laughs> Later. <laughs> by the way we have never like we have never talked about like our episode numbers like we've never been like like 50 we probably should have done something cool <laughs> which is i don't even know what we're on we're on like 65 <laughs> or 66 or How about something. that are we i don't even know <laughs> that now i'm questioning that we have to be though because we've been doing it over a year um we'll go to uh IHateHorror.com with its handy mobile interface, and you can <laughs> listen to the shows there. It's a plug. Uh, we're on 64. Wow. I would have guessed like 30. <laughs> yeah, I would have too, probably. <laughs> if I didn't have to put the numbers in, I'd be like, yeah, we've probably done about 20 of these things. <laughs> Whatever. Guys. It's 64? Yeah. Oh, it's crazy, right? And we've missed all the cool milestones, so... <laughs> We have to wait. Don't worry, we'll forget for 75. <laughs> uh, 75 and 100, we'll forget. Be like, eh, 101. Guys, Monster Vision Tribute rolls on. Yes. And um, Joe Bob. I have nothing to say about that. Joe <laughs> Bob's the man. Uh, so we chose a movie. Last week, we chose one of my favorite movies, one of my favorite moments from it. This one, we chose. Um, I, I actually picked this out basically for Joe. I knew Joe liked this movie. Um, <laughs> Young Joe liked this movie. And I, well, which we discovered. <laughs> uh, and when I saw it on Monster Vision, I was like, oh, shit, this is perfect. This is a perfect time. One of our fans, Lorena, also loves this movie. 
broke her heart today and uh, told her it sucked. <laughs> well, on Twitter? Yeah. I missed the exchange. And, uh, yep. And she, uh, yeah. So, <laughs> I just had to break the news to her. <laughs> I couldn't hide it. This movie is appalling. <laughs> um, I had said to Sean, this movie is like a 360 movie because it sucks so much that it like comes full circle at the very end. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, I might watch that again. I, yeah. I, uh, but it's not so bad. It's good. No, it's, it's just insane. It's, just a, it's like a level of bad that you've never experienced before. Yeah, and you it like really wanna, is. You want to go back to it. You're right. It is a level of bad that we've never experienced before. Because, But the worst thing is I have experienced it before. But like I said last week, teenagers are just stupid. Yeah. I remember watching this with my buddy and being like, that was awesome. Or like, why don't more people like this? I, to me, it's it's just on a level of bad that's really hard to comprehend. Like the only thing I could think of in relation to it is Peter Rottentail, which by the way is – Nowhere near this movie. I mean, it's so much further down the ladder. Is it that much further? I don't know. At least for quality purposes. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> the quality of this is so bad. I guess that's true, too. Um, oh, boy. So, uh, yeah. So, this was part of Joe Bob's summer school. Yeah. One of my favorite things he ever did. Uh, I think he only did it two years. Maybe three. Um, maybe longer. I don't know. I, I can't really, I'm making things up. Um, but it was really cool. Uh, I have memories from at least two summers of watching the summer school stuff or at least remembering it. Um, and it was fucking awesome. And he did a school theme. He was in a lecture hall. He had students and he always presented it like it was a class. And so it, this one was food science 201. Um, <laughs> uh, so that's that was always cool, and he always brought on guests to be guest speakers. He had Wes Craven, John Waters. They've all done the show, and all really cool. Ice T, Ice T did it, and this one we get Clint Howard from Ice Cream Man. Clint Howard looks like he's wearing a bald cap at all times. Yeah, like <laughs> did he have hair here or was he bald? What in Ice Cream Man? Yeah, no, he was bald. Yeah, like okay, because there's, there's a scene, there's where, he's a scene got where he hair. has hair. Yeah. yeah, okay. In a flashback, he was born that way. Yeah, I love this movie because Joe Bob, while talking to Clint Howard, is really painting the picture that he kind of enjoys this movie. <laughs> and as soon as Clint Howard leaves, the next segment, he says, "That movie was a mess. Half the time, I couldn't tell what was going on." <laughs> and he's 100 percent right. You could, you have no idea what's happening this in this movie. Is... It's abysmal. Um. Directed. This was made in uh, 1995, starring Clint Howard. Directed by Norman Epstein. Yes, who you might I'm know so as. Excited. So Norman Epstein. This is his first foray into mainstream filmmaking, and his last. Yeah. Um, which is usually not a great sign. It's not his first foray into filmmaking. No, I was shocked when I saw this though. Um, <laughs> who wants to go first? Let's. <laughs> I feel like this deserves like when we did the, uh, the uh, Kurt Russell tribute and we just said the names of movies over a song. <laughs> I feel like this is very deserving of it. These titles of his films. Oh, I'll start the list. I suppose. Yeah, I only wrote one down because there's only. Oh, one what, okay. That I what was mattered. the one that you had? Uh, I'm gonna wait till you say. It. Okay. Uh-huh. Well, well, before that, he has 126 credits to his name as a director. <laughs> Insane amount. All of porn. porn. All, All porn. porn. Sperm bitches, 
hungry holes. <laughs> a lady. A lady? Like just a lady. Huh. <laughs> Bad Girls 5, Maximum Babes. Bad Girls 6, Right in the Town. <laughs> Which is a really funny title when you think about like the play on words is probably like they just ride everyone <laughs> in town. <laughs> so stupid. Um, Intercourse with the Vampires 1 and 2. He's also... Uh, Are you going to say another movie one? You could say it, yeah. Edward Penis Hands. One, two, and three. <laughs> a trilogy. He also has... Uh, a- did you look up the plot for Edward Penis Hands? No, but I know it. I've seen clips of it. <laughs> he eats spaghetti with dick fingers. <laughs> Dude, a door-to-door dildo, dildo saleswoman stumbles across Edward, and upon discovering the advantages of his hand substitutes... Brings him home where he falls in love with her daughter. Sounds horrifying. <laughs> Sounds like everyone's worst nightmare. <laughs> you fucking dick fingers. Um, he also had another trilogy under his belt, The Orgy, one, two, and three. Could only imagine what that's about. <laughs> and s- how do you say that? Cyrano? 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 I don't know how you pronounce it. The Cyrano de Bergiac? That's correct. The old Shakespearean tale. Is it Shakespeare? No. It's from that. It's like that time period, right? Wait, takes place in that time period. Sure. The, the right? guy with the big nose. Yeah, he's got a giant nose. But it is what, a is dick. <laughs> it's a dick. It's a giant dick nose. And he is fucking women with his nose <laughs> in and out. <laughs> like with his face. <laughs> like just try it for a second. Just picture it and try it with your own face. You're all going to do it at work right now. So just give it a shot and realize how fucking stupid that idea i'm googling serenal porn you can and um the reason i know about that movie is because of the chicken and porn club that occurred in yale uh years ago when it happened i was reading i think it was like in vice magazine or something i'd read about it and i was like what and they said the first time they all got together they watched serno and they were like oh my god and they like ordered chicken and they were like this is the best of the night ever so they <laughs> continued with the chicken and porn club at yale oh my god the cover of cyrano is phenomenal was it was like the three girls no he's just <laughs> in this it's <laughs> <laughs> a terrible cover oh my god well, guys i'll be back in a little bit now here's here's some good facts oh, <laughs> oh my god we got cyrano coming <laughs> Um, here's the other cool thing about this. Ready? Yes. David Dobkins wrote this movie. Okay. David Dobkins would later write Wedding Crashers and direct it. No. Yeah. Would later write and direct Shanghai Nights, Fred Claus, and he would produce even more mainstream movies like R.I.P.D., the new Vacation movie that came really? out last year, and The Man from Uncle. Wow. So that guy got his start <laughs> on uh, that guy got his start in the ice cream man, and Joe is showing me Cyrano, and I there's so much acting in it that <laughs> I'm so pissed. <laughs> so much act. Just the fact that there's 30 seconds of acting in it is is appalling. Um, What's happening? <laughs> Cyrano is the biggest <laughs> dick on his nose. It's so stupid. But why would what would possess somebody to make that into a porno? Like what what would make you why why would that happen? By the way, Joe Bob Briggs addresses the porn money, saying saying that ice cream ham was Joe's just showing me a regular porn right now because he's just getting blown. Why, why are we doing this? 
This is just porn. Oh, oh, God. Oh, my God. Holy shit. I have to edit so much of this out. Um, he showed me a clip of a man penetrating a woman, and she was also filleting his nose, his dick nose. Um so that's something. Yeah. Joe Bob addresses that Ice Cream Man was paid in porn money. Yes. And then they both Clint came, addresses it too. Clinton is just kind of like, eh, yeah, that's what I heard. <laughs> that's what I heard. <laughs> Doesn't really want to get involved in it. Uh, Clint gives it not a, a lot of. Uh, we, we could talk about the Clint thing after. Um, Clint Howard is a horrifying man. And why he isn't doesn't play like a monster in more movies is crazy. Like, you know who he should have been? The guy from Freak Show. Or was it called Freak Show? Castle Freak? No, I'm sorry. Funhouse. Okay. He what? looks just like that guy. <laughs> the Crowley boy. Oh my god. He would it wouldn't take much makeup. Poor Clint. It would really just take like those like wax fangs that you get around Halloween. I know you want to talk about the Joe Bob Clinton segments, but... No, I say I'll t- we'll talk about them after. Did you pick up... I, I want to say this one now. Oh, oh, okay. Oh, I see what you're saying. <laughs> I'm did, an idiot. Did you pick up on Clint saying that Detroit held a Clint Howard Film Festival? Oh, I picked up on that, <laughs> and I don't believe it. And he's like, yeah, I heard they're going to do one next year, too. What? Probably two guys. Clint, what the fuck are you talking about? He Clint's interview was great. It really... I mean, it brings him down, but... Clint is a delusional man. Um, Joe Bob asks, because I guess he actually has been in a lot of horror movies. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I can't. I mean, because he's just that guy that you always see, and you're like, oh, there's Brain Clint scans, Howard that was again. Called? Or, uh, something. Evils. Oh, yeah. Brain scan. We just did it. Yeah. Um, it was like. <sighs> if we were good at our craft we would he, he yeah I, well i just didn't care about because it, it wasn't the movie we we're talking about evil speak that's it that's it um that was from memory too good for me um good job. <laughs> thanks i did my job uh evil speak uh but yeah he's in a bunch of horror movies which i mean when i see him i just overlook him i mean he's never the star in them so uh but <laughs> joe bob asks him hey why do you think you always get cast to play the weirdos Joe Bob, why would you ask such a stupid question? Poking the bear there. Yeah, you really are. Like, you're just being a jerk. And But but Clint Howard's like, oh, I don't know. And that's it. And, like, not, like, being facetious or anything or sarcastic. He's like, I, he's like, I don't know. I think it's just because, like, I can make weird voices. No, Clint. Clint, yeah. no. And, and <laughs> I'm, like, speechless. Not only is it because of your looks, Clint, but you can't even make weird noises because you told us that to to do the voice of the ice cream man, you had to scream in your car for 20 minutes. Like a fucking psychopath. Like a, like a lunatic. And your voice wasn't even that much different. You just talking like this. You have to scream to talk like that? Dude, he screamed. He screamed. He got in his car and screamed all the way to the set. And it was a 20-minute drive every day. And then he's like, and that's how I got my voice like that. He's literally... Like, if this is Clint Howard, he's talking like this. Hey, I'm the ice cream. <laughs> like, it's not much different. Like, you could easily put that voice on. <laughs> you could easily do that. I, I genuinely feel for him if he felt like he needed to scream in the car for 20 minutes. <laughs> oh, my God. Poor Clint. Um, 
Joe Bob takes a bunch of shots at him, though, <laughs> like constantly. Yes. Just about his, how good his brother's doing, <laughs> how shitty he's doing. <laughs> um, one of the best stories, though, is that Ron asks Clint about the shitty movies he's on and what it's like to work for a shitty movie. And Joe Bob's like, oh, is it because he like wants to implement some of the cool like money-saving things? And Clint's like, no. <laughs> he's like, oh, he just wants to know about how miserable you are? And Clint's like, yeah. <laughs> Like the most awkward exchange of all time. Oh, it was awesome. Um, great stuff though. Joe Bob's summer school, uh, fond memories there. What were the other movies he was playing? That night? Yeah. Willy Wonka and That played first, right? Yeah. And then And sometimes, see, I don't even think that was a part of his summer school. Sometimes they would segue Monster Vision with a movie that fit the theme, but was not a part of it. Right. Um, but what was the second movie? It was, it wasn't the stuff. Um, damn it! And he's—he must have said it a fucking million times, right? Of course. Yeah, I don't have it in my notes. That sucks. I forget what it was. So, drive-in totals for the Ice Cream Man. Is it Ice Cream Man or the Ice Cream Man? Just Ice Cream Man, I think. I don't even give a shit. <laughs> um, seven dead bodies, one dead dog, eyeball chewing. Waffle iron to the face, head on a cone, heads on ice cream scoops, which I don't think happens, <laughs> and ice pick through the mouth, definitely happens, kung fu, decent special effects. Nope. No, not at all. <laughs> not at all. Uh, well, not even this that they're not there. I mean, there there just wasn't really much going on. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, is he talking about the head on the cone? <laughs> the head puppets were kind of cool. No, because that head was like four times the size of the so head. big. <laughs> it was like a watermelon. Uh, yeah, it was. Um, three and a half stars. Clint also gave the best insight that the ice cream was mashed potatoes. Yeah, I actually kind of like that. That was pretty cool insight. But I don't know how that's possible because it was so runny. All the Why was the ice cream always melted? So I actually have a note that so was disgusting. like even even if there wasn't shit in this ice cream, <laughs> it, was, it would just it would still be disgusting because the grossest. It like was the ice never cream. frozen. Yeah. It was never fucking frozen. It was <laughs> disgusting. It's like, it's like curdled milk ice cream. Oh my god. Um. So, let's get into it. We open up black and white scene. There's a mob hit. <laughs> Wild shootout. Which, by the way, this is supposed to take place in the fifties. I'm pretty sure that it's like a modern day Uzi. That was supposed to take place in the 50s? Well, yeah. Like, Clint. That was Clint when he was a kid. Oh, no. I guess not the 50s. I guess the 60s. I didn't even know it was Mop It. I just thought someone was getting murdered. Yeah, I think it was a Mop It. I don't know. I mean, why else would you kill an ice cream man? <laughs> They're stepping on your turf. Um, that little kid was, would will be uh, will turn into old Clint Howard. Yeah, well, the, the shootout happens, and the little kid is... All oh, yeah, bloody, just that. eating ice cream very calmly. And the only thing he wants to know is, who's going to bring me ice cream, mommy? Who's going to bring me ice cream, mommy? The dumbest line to start out. One of the dumbest movies I've ever seen. <laughs> uh, this kid's eating ice cream by a corpse. Yeah, and he's covered in blood. Cut to present day where Clint is the ice cream man. Yep. And they don't really waste any time leading into that. Nope. No build up, no nothing. <laughs> uh, literally, kids walk up to an ice cream van and there's Clint. And he's being such a dick already. 
just putting the ice cream in the kid's hand, pulling it back. Pulling it back, giving it, like pulling it back. And then he's like, you didn't say please. <laughs> uh, okay. Why, why was anyone okay with this fucking asshole creep? You ever seen ice cream van barred up? I have a huge issue with all the parenting in this film. Oh, I have a huge issue with this fucking town. The guy whose mistress lives down the street, like right next door, two houses down. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, she's. The lady. She is a lady of the night. She's a lady of the evening because she comes on to Clint Howard, which is disgusting. <laughs> Fucking disgusting. Um, and I mean, immediately we're, we're shown the inside of the ice cream truck and there's bugs and mice and they're just, fucking just everywhere. filth on the yeah. ice cream. Um, we meet our kids, which I realized uh, this is a children's movie. <laughs> no adult wants to watch a movie that takes place around four children trying to solve a crime. It's like it's like Monster Squad, but shitty. Yeah, and rated R. But not good, yeah. And I don't even know why it's rated R. It might be rated R. <laughs> we'll get to that scene later, but... <laughs> There's no reason for this movie to be rated R. Yeah, other than it sucks. Yeah, which is, which is a theory. Which is a theory Joe pitched to me last night. And I laughed so hard. Because it might be... They might be like, we can't show this to humans we, <laughs> we have to highly the amount of people that see this. we highly advise you not see this film uh so we meet our four kids and it's your typical 90s uh group of kids <laughs> yes we'll get to it don't worry you got your dreamboat slash rebel yep who wait a minute by the way remember the kid in the there's a kid in a jean vest mm-hmm. at the beginning he disappears i thought he was one of the main guys he doesn't come back till later and he's hiding in a tree and they're like, what have you been doing here? <laughs> I I forgot that kid was in the beginning. And then I, I thought like, he was the main character. The <laughs> I swear they just switched that kid with the blonde hair kid. So anyway, you have a rebel. <laughs> you have who's like the dreamboat. You have your nerd who is a Macaulay Culkin ripoff. Mm-hmm. Total, 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 total cash. In. Small Paul. <laughs> Small Paul, the funniest <laughs> name of all time. And might be Paul's new nickname. <laughs> Yes. Um, you have your girl, of yep, course. Of course. And you have your chubby kid. Right. But there's something weird about this chubby kid. There is something weird about this chubby kid. What is it, Joe? I do believe that he's just wearing 4,000 fucking sweaters with a pillow stuffed under him. He is. He's not fat at all. 100%. Having he has a pillow stuffed in his shirt. <laughs> he is a normal sized kid that they stuffed a pillow in his fucking shirt. After like the second scene of watching it, I was like, wait a second. This kid has like he has like a skinny face. The skinniest skinny he's arms. Wearing, he's clearly wearing more than one shirt and he has like stuffing under it. And the pillow only goes to his like crotch and then he's normal sized <laughs> under that, just wearing giant pants. Why couldn't you Alright, I have to skip ahead because they make a point like <laughs> this kid. They make a point to call him fat so many times Dude. during this movie. It is so unnecessary. The ice cream man only refers to him as fatty. <laughs> There's an older brother who, by the way, is like 35. <laughs> he's, like, he's like 40 years old. But 
I don't mean that as a joke. You know, like when you watch like high school movies, like all oh, those guys. Like I honestly think this character, <laughs> the is thirty five years old because he's talking about becoming a cop. Oh yeah, you're right. He's becoming a cop, but then he still acts like he's like twelve because the cause the mom's. I'm jumping all over, but the mom's like, you have to take him to the movies. He's like, oh come on, mom, and like stopping his feet. He's yeah. like my dad's age, and, and the dad's like, hey, this isn't dinner table talk. He's like, oh come on, dad, who names their kid Tuna? <laughs> And he just keeps calling Tuna fat. He just every t- chance he can. Dude. Imagine being our age right now and just seeing a little kid and just calling him Call fat him repeatedly fat. to his and, face. And the kid's name is Tuna, which I thought was a nickname, but turns out is his legal name. <laughs> his legal name is Tuna. Yes. And this this brother, and I mean, granted, br- I'd be Sean, in the same Sean, boat. He brings them to the movies after whining to his mom about it. This is the old guy. The old kid <laughs> brings them to the movies, and as they get out, he just goes, "Hey, lose some weight, fish boy." <laughs> he's so rude he's so rude um and and tuna is he makes fun of the way tuna smells he makes fun of everything he's a total jerk he's a total fucking and then jerk. i got confused because i was like wait maybe tuna's his brother or maybe they wrote in that tuna would be his brother and they just forgot because why would this kid be so mean to someone that's not his brother well first of all i think two characters flipped in this movie at some point and i can't pinpoint it but it's right around that scene because there are scenes where, like, Tuna is walking into that house like it's his house. Or he's, like, walking out. It's really weird. No, it's just a poorly made film. It's, yeah, it's I guess. I mean, I guess that's what it really is, right? Um, yeah. Oh, my God. And then, so first, uh, one of the other. So we meet the ice cream man. Then we meet a guy who is cleaning up trash. Like in the park with one of those pick things, yeah. Um, and he's a total creep. He's he's a pedophile, right? I mean, that's what you would assume because he goes up to the kids and starts talking to them about the Pied Piper. They they're on the one of those spinny things that are in the parks, and he just interrupts their entire story. And he's like helping spin it <laughs> and talking to them about <laughs> he the interrupts Pied their Piper. entire story about giving facts about the Pied Piper, and he's not even right. Yeah, he's wrong. <laughs> he's wrong. Yeah, he's his facts are wrong, and um, and as <laughs> what is wrong with this town? Everybody in this town's a weirdo. This town has no radar for like pedophiles or murderers because both these guys look like pedophiles and murderers <laughs> and should be chased out of town as fast as possible. <laughs> and they have they have positions in the very much in the public eye. <laughs> it's so strange. Like you would never let your kid go near that ice cream man. No. You wouldn't. By the way, they keep referring to hard packs. You yeah. worked in an ice cream place. Mm-hmm. Is that a thing? No. Like, <laughs> I've never heard it. Hard packs. Yeah. I've never heard A hard pack. Worked at an ice cream place for eight years. It's a great name, though. I don't know why I like it, but uh, I do. I really do. So, yeah. So, we meet our kids. They have issues with the ice cream man. But, I mean, they've been going to him for years, so I don't know. Whatever. I, I, I mean, there's so many problems with this. Why? What, what am I doing? I mean, what am I doing? <laughs> Clint kills a dog. So, first he has flashbacks to just, like, syringes. Yeah. And then the dog's barking, and he immediately kills it. And the nurse. The, Dude. <laughs> okay. So, he kills the dog, and then it cuts to a nurse, played by Olivia Hussey from Black Christmas. Who is not old and is supposed to be playing? She's playing like an eighty-year-old woman. <laughs> and she's she's like thirty-five. And she looks like, like she's actually attractive. She's the most attractive woman in the film. Well, <laughs> yes, but okay. <laughs> but, 
She looks like when Ernest P. Worrell would be yes. like would be like the woman in the neck yes, place and totally. like talking to himself. That's totally. what she looks like. That's exactly what she looks like. It's just so shtick. It's it's ridiculous. And again, I cannot to anyone who hasn't seen this, I cannot emphasize enough how shitty the acting is in oh, this movie. It's terrible. It's almost like they're acting. Being bad actors. Yeah. Like, like, I don't know how you can act that poorly. You know what? I was just thinking. Clint Howard says that there's porn stars in this movie. Yeah. Because the guy obviously knows a lot of them. I think the brother is in porn. And I think the girl's in porn. The girl definitely is. The girlfriend? Yes. And probably the girl, the mistress. Yeah, she is. Yeah. I had looked her up. Oh, did you? Yeah. I, that guy kind of looks like no, Cyrano. There's n- <laughs> the brother. The brother kind of looks like Cyrano. I don't think it's Cyrano. <laughs> Okay. Um, I, I mean, he'd have to put a dick on his nose for me to be sure. Yeah, like, hey, can you put this on your nose? But there's no excuse for Olivia Hussey to be acting that shitty. No. And there's no excuse for uh, the dude. Oh, I'll get to him. But uh, so the dog dies and the nurse, <laughs> Olivia Hussey playing an 80-year-old nurse is like, what is that? And the ice cream man's face pops right into the mirror immediately, right into the window. window. Yeah. He's hanging out in the, she's like looking out the window, like hearing a dog cry. And she's like, what is that? But by the way. The dog's crying, and then the whole, for the rest of the fucking movie, from this point to the, literally the last seconds of the movie, she's going, where's my dog? <laughs> <laughs> you fucking idiot. Well, uh, it was so weird. And, uh, yeah, and Clint's, Clint's stupid face pops up, and he's got blood all over it. And she's like, what's that on your face? He's like, and I just laughed to myself just now, because I realized... Clint's voice is not gravelly at all in this movie because I can hear him saying this line and there's barely any gravel to it. And he's like, oh, well, that's grenadine. <laughs> what well, is grenadine, Nurse Warden? Warren? Warden? Uh, Warton. Warton. Yeah. Oh, well, that's grenadine. Oh, he says, it's grenadine for my delicious ice cream treats, Miss Warden. Yeah. What sucks so fuck? much. Oh, my God. His voice is awful, too. <laughs> Um, and then we see him shove a dog in a grinder. Yes. Which was awesome. <laughs> but how, wh- my question was, why does he have a grinder? Which we find out later is for nuts. <laughs> it's the biggest grinder of all time. He's just using a little nutcracker. <laughs> you could just smash him. You have so few customers. What are you doing? Oh, man. I mean, it's like a state-of-the-art grinder that you would use. Yeah, at, yeah it's like a massive like mixing bowl. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, he says, happy day, little puppy. I love you. <laughs> very disturbing. Very, very, very disturbing. And he goes to sleep in the nurse's garden. Yeah. And, she, and apparently she's, she knows this. And she's fine she's, with she's it. She's charging him rent. <laughs> did you pick up on that? I did pick up on that. At the end, she's like, I'm his landlord. <laughs> he works for his rent. And he is sleeping in the dirt. He does work for His rent is ice cream. Like, that's how he pays her. Oh, well, that makes sense. And yes, he's sleeping in the dirt. He is sleeping in the dirt, though, as any man that sells food products. He dreams about clowns. He dreams about clowns performing, like, surgery on yes. him. <laughs> My fucking notes just crashed, so... Oh, no. You'll have to uh, take the reins there. What happens after he <laughs> falls asleep in the dirt? Uh, well, we find out that... <laughs> She's charging him rent for gallons of ice cream. And then it goes to where uh, – I've already talked about it, but it's easily my favorite line in that whole movie. That old kid brings the rest of them to the movies. And he tells Fish to lose some weight. Oh, my God. And then we're introduced to 
one of the kids' father, who is the main character from American Werewolf in London. Oh, shit. Yeah. That's him? Yeah, because Joe Bob Briggs talks about him, and he's like, yeah, he's the guy from the Dr. Pepper commercials. And I'm like, wait, why are you saying he's the guy from American Werewolf in London? That's insane. Yeah, he's the guy that turns into the werewolf, the main character. Oh, shit. David, that is David crazy. Naughton, David so. Naughton, yeah. Oh, my God. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, we meet him, and uh, who cares? He's he's ha- he's having an affair. Yeah, he's an asshole. Uh, th- that plot point means nothing to me. Or the movie. Yeah. That's what, I mean, that's what I mean. It, it's fucking dumb. Which is nothing along. Yeah, no, it does absolutely zero. Um, we also, the, uh, <laughs> it's so weird. Uh, it, that, that scene honestly pisses me off. But anyway, so the cops are asking around about a missing kid. Yes. And I guess that's the kid that was hiding in the tree later? Yeah, because he didn't come home at night. (laughs) I mean, there's no other kid that's missing. Okay. But I thought he was abducted. I thought he was abducted too, but then we find him in a tree later, and he's like, I've been angry. Are we sure it's the same kid? Wait, by the way, no, we're not. But, (laughs) but, 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 I need to say this. It goes from day to night so many times. So many days pass in this movie. It's insane. Yeah, because probably the, the It's guys. probably just cheaper. So like cuz it probably literally we were seeing the days of filming. And it, sometimes it goes like it it doesn't even make sense. No. Sometimes it like chronologically it just it doesn't at all. It's no, well, so weird. This movie makes sense. So it just goes from day to night. So so many days are passing. It's really obscene. And the guy was probably like, "Eh, no one'll notice." And it's like the most obvious thing that ever happens. Um, but the cops are asking around about this missing kid. And they go up to the ice cream man. And the ice cream man's like. I hate these cops so much. They are the shittiest. Hey, they're the worst actors the worst of all actors time. Of, they, they're in like the upper echelon of shit actors. I think that, like, yeah, I think the actors in Peter Rottentail were better. I, I Maybe not okay. better. Maybe but, not yeah, better. But they could be put in the same barrel. Peter Rottentail, Peter Rottentail's dog shit. But at least Peter Rottentail had like a shoestring budget. It was, it was made independently by somebody, made. Made by somebody yeah. who's never made a film. Yeah. Like well, Actually, it was made by those brothers that made so many movies. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You're right. But they're terrible. <laughs> never mind. I take back everything I said. <laughs> but they did have no budget. I mean, they're very low quality. And very independent. I mean, this made. had stars. Like, not stars, but it had people with Ben. They paid people. Yeah. They had money. These guys are the worst actors ever. And, dude, like, I can't even comprehend how, why you would even, why even have the cops in the story? Because the cops come up to the ice cream man, they're like, hey, we're looking for a missing kid. And the guy, Clint Howard is so suspicious. And they're like, well, okay, I'll take a hard pack. So you got any leads? He's like, you know. Classified ice cream man, and they refer to him as ice cream man, yeah, the entire time, yeah, ice cream, like man. it's a proper name, yeah, it's insane, it's absolutely insane. And why wouldn't you just open the fucking truck? Because, <laughs> because I guess they don't have a warrant, they don't, yeah, why would they not know that they're eating a fucking eyeball, <laughs> dude? dude. So, so, these two guys, holy shit, are interviewing. The ice cream man, or the, they're interrogating the ice cream man for like leads or whatever. Yeah, and he asks for Rocky Road, and he scoops scoops it up. No, so, wait. So the kid is dead because that's the kid's eyeball. Yes. Oh yeah, the kid he is dead. dead. So oh, yeah, it's not. So it's not, not the kid. It's not the yeah. same kid. Yeah, you're right. So the kid that's missing is dead because his body's in the ice cream truck. Clint Howard scoops up some Rocky Road and he gives it to the the police officer, and the police officer eats it. And you know that he's eating body parts. <laughs> 
But then he opens his mouth and he's like moving his tongue around. And he's just passing an, a full, a full on eyeball from one side of his mouth to the other. Wait, I I don't remember that. That's funny because I remember Clint Howard like plucking, like cutting up an eyeball. No, the, yeah, he cuts up the eyeball, but then the cop eats it and then he opens his <laughs> it's mouth. All full and he's eyeball. Like, yeah, I, I'm actually like. You won't hear me do this in real time. So we'll keep talking. But uh, oh I'm my pull god, up that scene. that's amazing. Um, but the cops are terrible, and they like walk away, being like, "Whoa, that was good talk." <laughs> why? Why? Why would that be good? Why would that ever? What? 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 What makes you think that's good? Um, Holy shit! I just oh, I just turned it on. It's on the scene. What are the fucking odds? Of Look that? at that. And <laughs> so before, uh, as we watch this, I mean, as Joe and I will watch this. Uh, next in line after the police is is the mistress uh, of the of the dad. <laughs> oh my god! How did I miss that? <laughs> Not only is a full eyeball, it's the biggest eyeball I've ever seen. <laughs> and he's he's doing everything in his power to move that eyeball show into you that frame. <laughs> It would weigh so much. It's a full eyeball. But that makes no sense because we see Clint Howard take the eyeball. And chop it up. And like take a chunk out, which by the also, way. Also, the guy is just licking an ice cream cone. <laughs> you can't just lick something and get a full eyeball into your mouth. I'm so pissed off right now. That pisses me off so bad. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, but the mistress is next in line. Um, and she comes up and she says, you know. She's like, will you deliver a hard pack to me? I'm at 134 down the road. Which everyone lives on this road, so just whatever. <laughs> yeah, nobody, nobody lives like anywhere else. Line. It's a straight yeah. line. This guy lives next to his mistress. Yeah. It's a bad idea. <laughs> Not that I have one, but like, come on, use your head. Um, but yeah, these days are flying by. Like every 10 minutes, it's night, day, night, day, night, day. And um, so many weird scenes that are oh, happening. Okay, so the the girl character, the friend, she goes home, mm-hmm. and she just <laughs> she just walks into the house, and the mother's just like, bleh, bleh, <laughs> and the father's like, she's the angel's speaking to through her again. Angel Gabriel is talking to her. Never comes back. Never comes back. Wait, and the uh, other kids uh, are like, eh, her mom's <laughs> acting weird again. <laughs> gonna be a plot point because you see it and the girl walks away and i was like holy shit that was the most random uncalled for scene knowing that it's full well it's not coming back obviously and then it cuts to the kids and they're like hey have you heard about her mom she's fucking crazy and her dad's a minister and i'm like oh wait maybe it is coming back no it doesn't no, it's, it's just the a, most random scene no. two random scenes <laughs> crammed together it was so and the dumb. noise she's making is so obnoxious like it gave me goosebumps it was that obnoxious Dude, it, was, it was literally like so many weird scenes so many weird scenes um meanwhile by the way Dude, these kids eat more ice cream than anyone on earth. They go to that ice cream man like four times a day. <laughs> <laughs> like legitimately. That's not an exaggeration. Like multiple times in a day they go there. It's 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 noted in the movie. Yeah. 
And um, Fish they, goes back to to get more ice cream, and he sees the ice cream man abducting the small ball. Well, wait a minute. Holy shit. Like, the ice cream man has a full change. Full change in character at this point in the movie. Because in the opening, the, the earlier part of the movie, the ice cream man is standoffish. He's fucking rude and nasty and not at all trying to lure children. Now, all of a sudden, he's small Paul like runs into him in the back alley and he's like the nicest guy in the world and is befriending small Paul. Yes. Up until small Paul finds a murder weapon or a murder weapon just rolls out of his (laughs) ice cream truck and, and the ice cream man freaks and takes him. But, um, I, I loved my favorite part of this. Probably the entire movie was, um, the ice cream man says, you know, I'll give you free ice cream right now. And he's actually just genuinely being nice because they had a heart to heart about being like un- not not liked. And um, he says, "What's your favorite flavor?" I bet it's butter brickle. Yeah. And Small Paul goes, "How'd you know, dude? You guys go to him three to four times a day. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he could tell you exactly what you order the most. You stupid idiot. Well, that is the dumbest question." Okay, so this scene also has one of my favorite things in the movie, but this one actually comes into play because. As the after the the weapon <laughs> rolls out of the truck and he abducts him, fish sees this and fish, tuna, tuna, uh, t- yeah, <laughs> whatever, the fucking idiot, fish, fucking fake, fake I love fat it. kid. No, I love it. Fish, fish is better. Wait, wait, wait. Have you seen the Paper Brigade? No. With Robert England? No. It's a Disney movie, but the fat kid's named Fish. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, I think that's funny. At the same time, but uh, anyways, tuna sees this. Yeah. And he hides behind a dumpster. And Tuna is the worst at hiding ever because he always has a limb sticking out. Because later on when he's hiding in the in the supermarket, dude. he's hiding with his legs like all the way out. He is the shittiest dude. He doesn't know how to hide. <laughs> he doesn't know how to hide. Yeah. So his <laughs> it's great. And also Clint Howard always sees him, even like immediately. And I mean, yeah, he's a terrible hider, but like Clint Howard turns and is like, hey, you. <laughs> like, there's no like Oh, I heard something. I need to peek around. It's like he Just, turns his hey, like, little hey, boy, you watch my screen. Like immediately, I was so shocked. <laughs> that was the most shocking part of the movie. I was just like really taken aback by that. Clint, uh, Clint, then Clint yells, "You little turds are gonna learn that you can't run from the ice cream man." Yeah, like why not? <laughs> and and Tuna's foot is it cuts to Tuna's foot, and it's just sticking out from behind the garbage. <laughs> He's trying the to garbage can is so big. It's a just, dumpster. It's not a garbage exactly. can. Exactly. You move over an inch, it'll be covered. And his foot is just hanging out. You just see his shoe hanging out with a spot. He can't even be on. comfortable to hide like that. No, like, no. He'd be stretching his leg. Yeah. Um, and yeah, later on, he is in the in a grocery store running from the ice cream man. Well, it's this basically the scene, right? Yeah, well, then he goes to the woods and he sees the kid who's hiding in the woods who's not the kid. And by the murdered. way, it's nighttime. Yeah. Oh yeah, and then he goes home, and Clint Howard sees him in the window. Yeah, yeah. Again, and then, and then he goes to the grocery store. They chase around the grocery store, but Tuna decides to hide under a grocery cart. Not only is he completely visible, but it it draws your attention. If you saw a kid riding on the bottom part of a grocery cart on his belly, you'd be like, "What the fuck is this? What is this? Some kind of joke?" And Clint Howard—that's the only time Clint Howard can't see him—is when he's under there. Yeah. The only time. Uh, boy, oh boy. Um, did we, did we, oh, uh, 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 well, I guess we should talk about the cops come. 
Well, there's a scene too, right at the thing when they're talking, and it's just <laughs> the director is just zooming in on people's mouths. Dude, it's <laughs> so <laughs> weird. Can't see anything? It's but so weird. Um, yeah. Oh, and the, yeah, and the, uh, we should note that Tuna has alerted the authorities that the ice cream man has killed Small Paul. Yes, which is the funniest name. Every time I say it and hear it, it makes me laugh so hard. Um, and basically, this should be the end of the movie. But it's not. We're like a quarter way through it. <laughs> but, dude, you just alert, you told the cops exactly what you saw. Yeah. This guy should be under arrest in minutes. You, you just confirmed an abduction. <laughs> like, and this guy looks to fit the part. But the cops go. They show up with a warrant. Um, he asks if he can keep it. <laughs> and then <laughs> the two main cops are talking to the ice cream man. And in the back, I don't know if you picked up on this, but in the background, I thought, like, I thought there might be something outside my house because it sounded like a fucking war zone, but it was just the sound effects they were using oh, to yeah. imply that the cops were searching through his house. Dude, and there's, wait, and first of all, it's not a house. It's an ice cream parlor right, that right. they're searching. It's also a building that we have never been told about before <laughs> and never seen before. And we're expected to understand that. Right. Because why does he sleep outside? And why, is all, why is everything stored in his ice cream truck? And, and 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 why didn't they search the ice cream truck? Why did they search the one building? I don't know. And the, and then the cops. It, it it was appalling how poorly written and acted this whole moment was. It was so fucking. Dude, the cops bad. are destroying everything. There's a guy that's walking around with with like a shovel or something, just held over his head <laughs> and just walking <laughs> in like lights, smashing <laughs> everything. And the cops say. Sorry, ice cream man. We didn't find anything. You didn't even look. You, you just, just smashed, smashed it. <laughs> you just, you sm- like, okay, so they smashed all the candy jars. Like, there was a big emphasis on them smashing every candy jar. I wonder if they thought Small Paul was literally In the super jar. small. in <laughs> <laughs> candy dishes. Like, search every candy jar. Small Paul's got to be in there somewhere. He's so small. Um, but this is bananas. And I, I literally laughed out loud at the, this scene with the police. Cause they're like, uh, man, I, I, I laughed. Uh, so the cops, this is when I laughed. Cause I, I, I honestly just, it got to a point where it was so bad and made no sense that I just had to laugh out loud. The cops leave or the cops are about to leave and they go, how do you get your daisies looking like that? And the ice cream man goes, I chop up policemen. They make great fertilizer. First of all, you're under arrest. <laughs> you are definitely a murderer and a rapist and a pedophile. And, an and we'll maybe we'll finally search the truck now. Um, and an asshole, a general asshole, <laughs> truly. Um, and then, but then the camera cuts to the daisies and they're giant plastic daisies. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not sure if that was supposed to be a no. tongue-in-cheek joke. Or I, I don't think so because because now that you say that, when he's sleeping in the flower bed, they're giant plastic flowers. Yeah, yeah, they're giant like pinwheels. <laughs> yeah, and the cops. I, it was so weird. <laughs> I was so confused. But then, even funnier than that, it cuts to the cop car, and the cop says, "You know what? There's something weird going on here." There's something weird going on yes. here. Yeah, slightly, slightly. <laughs> there's, there's, there's probably 
Yeah, children are being fucking murdered. What are you talking about? Of course there's something weird going on here. And you you have the criminal. <laughs> and then at the end of the movie, these cops are like, I should have done this from the beginning. Yeah, you fucking should have. What are you talking They're about? They're so inept. And by the way, the end of the movie, involved, every scene involving these cops at the end of the movie is fantastic. <laughs> are you sure about that? Um, so we find out Ice Cream Man has Paul, Small Paul. We should just still get through this. Yeah. Small Paul's yeah. alive. And now he's like kind of buddies with the ice cream man. They're yeah, making ice like, cream. Are you having together. a bad day? Yeah. yeah. Another dumb flashback. Uh, again, he's not talking in his raspy voice. Oh, yeah. He never talks in his raspy voice. He did like for that one scene in the beginning. He's like, you didn't say please. It's so stupid. Um, a great scene where the ice cream man goes to a cemetery. Wait, wait a minute. Time out. Never mind. Uh, I need to talk about how the kids are now in like paramilitary outfits. Because they called they called themselves the Rocketeers at the beginning of the movie, like their little group. Yeah, and now they are wearing paramilitary garb and like berets, and that have sewn on logos <laughs> and shit. And it is insane. And they have rockets, giant rockets that they plan on shooting at the ice yes. cream man. Like, what the fuck is happening? Oh, and then the kids meet. The, by the way, if this sounds like we're jumping all over the place, we are. But the movie jumps so all over the place. There's a scene at church that lasts three seconds. Yes. And it's it's awesome because the kids the kids are talking about the ice cream man. They go, you know, don't worry, we'll get them. We'll, they'll, they'll find them. And this other kid's like, yeah, well, I'm still grounded. And he goes, hey, it's okay. There might be an opening in the Rocketeers for you. Talking about Small Paul being dead. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, yeah, don't worry. Small Paul's dead. He could be in there soon. Like, <laughs> what? Oh, that's great news. Like, what are you talking about? But they they end up following the ice cream man to a cemetery where he's talking to a grave and making ice cream. He's just talking nonsense. Dude, total nonsense. And he's talking to the other graves and he's like, hey, shut up. I'm trying to have a conversation here. <laughs> it's so fucking dumb. <laughs> um, then they follow the ice cream man to the mistress's house. Yep. <sighs> <laughs> this is where the guy gets the waffle iron to the face, correct? See, and this is also where they fuck up. Um, yeah, yeah. This is where they fuck up the time because then it like randomly cuts to day and the ice cream man catches the dad and the mistress together. The dad follows him out, starts berating him in his shitty van. And he's like, hey, my van's not shitty. <laughs> and then Waffle irons him in the face. And then it's night again and the kids are there again. Well, yeah, well, well, before the kids get there, he walks into the house with the ice cream cone with the guy's head on it. The best scene ever. <laughs> it's so dumb. It's a, dude, it's the biggest ice cream cone of all time. It's huge. It's like a quadruple waffle cone. And like I said before, the guy's head is so big. The prosthetic that they used. Yeah. And then in a throwaway scene. But Sean, why are these kids out in the middle of the night every night? Well. Why are why is any of this happening? <laughs> None of this makes sense. None of these scenes add up to anything. The kids end up taking pictures of they break into the ice cream man's like lair and take pictures of all the evidence and then they go get it developed and in the next scene the brother's like, "Why the fuck are you using my camera?" takes it back. <laughs> takes take well, he doesn't take it back. He takes the ticket to for the developing thing. They're walking up to the development scene, and there's the picture. For some reason, they can see the pictures being printed, and it's just the two of them fucking, the brother and his girlfriend fucking. 
<laughs> so funny. That, that cracked me up. Um, but they get the pictures, and those never, those never come back. Nah. Right? I don't think so. Maybe, does the brother look at him, and is that why well, his tune well, changes? Well, at the yeah, yeah, because at the end he he kind of goes gung ho trying to help them, dude. He goes gung ho. By the way, this kid is like, I'm. Tr- I want to be a policeman. That's all he says. Then he has a gun and a radio, and the, the girl's like, "You're not a policeman yet." Or he's like, "She's like, you don't have a badge yet." And he's like, "Yeah, that comes next." <laughs> no. And w- what town is giving policemen guns, guns and radios first, and badges after? <laughs> you got. You have to earn the badge, son. You gotta kill some people first. So stupid. But speaking of policemen, after all this happens, the cops go to the asylum. Oh, my God. Because they realized something. Dude, is this <laughs> is this the most insane thing? So they what they did was they pulled a background on the nurse, found out she worked in the psych ward. And her favorite. Oh, no, they found out. After. Yeah. And then they go to the psych ward. Yeah. Is this the worst, most insane Sequence segment segment in a movie ever. So they go there. They talk. They it talk is. The it guy. is. The answer is yes. Yeah, they go there. They talk to the guy who runs the place. I assume the yeah. head doctor, and you know he's actually talking to him like normally. Yeah, and you just hear screaming like upstairs, and he's the guy's like, "Shut up up there!" He's like, like "Shut up, Eddie!" <laughs> yeah, Eddie's out of control. And then the guy's like, uh, "You guys have to go. You guys have to leave. I have to go take care of Eddie." So he goes upstairs. But the guy, the cops go with him. So, and the cops follow him. And the guy who was just talking to them, like, sane, is already performing a lobotomy. And he's just skipping. He's skipping around in circles, making weird noises and, like, singing. And up to this point, this is the least... What happens next makes this all even look pale in comparison to how insane it was. But I do have to point out how dumb it was. Because he was like, you guys have to leave. I have to go take care of Eddie. And then the cops just follow him in the... The most silent, awkward scene of watching men walk around. It, it took him like three minutes to get to the f- fucking room. Yeah, but it didn't. <laughs> yeah, but when the guy leaves the room, it takes him like two pills in comparison. So he's skipping around the room, and um, all the psych patients start exiting their their rooms, and it almost appears that the guy is like beckoning them to do this. It appears like he's controlling them. Mm-hmm. So you're like, oh, that's weird. They don't actually ever touch the police. They just walk up to them and surround them in a menacing way, almost like zombies. They, you're supposed to like believe they're zombies. The police say so. You you do know you have to believe that they that they are afraid because they're like, let's get out of here. Okay, reasonable. Well, first of all, they're cops. Why can't they just arrest this guy? Why can't they draw their guns and be like, everybody, get the fuck away from me? Yeah, well, yeah. Shutting this place down. But you instead, just watched him perform a, a lobotomy. You're a police, yeah, correct. And then you're like, but they're, like, but I'm okay with this. I'll, I'll, I'll at least deal with that. They're pussies, and uh, they're just like, we got to get out of here. However, they walk so slowly, okay, for like ten minutes. This, this is this scene, in a circle. That's not an exaggeration. This scene is like ten minutes long, and one of these cops has like a, <laughs> has like fifty patients, like. 
like you said, they're not attacking him. They're just they're following him. Like but it's so menacing. They're, I would shoot them all. They're they're like on top of him. Like, <laughs> and and he is moving so slow and he is not trying to separate himself from any of them, push no. them away. He's just walking. He just looks miserable. About uh, occasionally he like points at them. But they're not saying anything. They're not doing anything. They're just walking. And it's like in a in a hallway that's like circular. It's like turning. The but they're clearly walking in a yeah, circle. Yeah, but the other yeah, exactly. Because the other cop gets out to the car because he, he like goes in a straight line to yeah. the exit. This guy takes the fucking scenic route and he moves so slow and you watch the entire walk. And they get out of the building and the the, the crazy <laughs> people are still following him. And he like points at them. I can't describe how miserable his face looks. <laughs> It's the weirdest thing I've ever seen in my life. Like, this is the weirdest fucking scene I've ever fucking seen. And it's so dumb. Wait, one of them does have a fight scene, though. One of the cops does. Yeah, for like that split second. It's like a split second. He's just, he like knocks him out a window. He's connecting. Dude, his punches are so vicious. The way that, the way that he's giving like haymakers. It's so weird. It's so fucking like, weird. Keep in mind, these guys aren't doing anything wrong. They're no. just walking. No. Um, also, the ice cream man has tuna now, too. Yeah. Because tuna was riding his bike and the ice cream man just pulled up <laughs> and literally just plucked him off of his bike with zero effort. <laughs> He's just like, yoink. And just pulls Tuna right off his bike. Yeah. And then the idiot brother with the gun shows up. And he still he still has to keep calling the kid fat. He's talking about he's going to save the fat kid. Yeah. Yeah. He's going to save the fat kid. And he's like so annoyed that he has to save the fat kid. <laughs> and uh, so they show up to the ice cream man's house. He's going to do it himself. He's got a car full of children and his girlfriend in the car. He goes in. And a scene that we texted each other about last night. Because it was so absurd. He's going around the ice cream man's house with a flashlight. And literally, he's, like, going over these, like, framed pictures. And then Clint, <laughs> Clint Howard is holding a frame up in front of his face. Like, he's a picture. But they graze over that so fast. And you barely see it. That, it, I don't know if it was supposed to be a joke or not. <laughs> or if they think that's the way it works. Because, like, dude, it was, like, so fast and so dark. Like, you you even asked, like, why was, was that was that Clint? And this, I had the same question, but based on you asking me, I said, "Yeah, that has to be Clint." Like it was so random. Why not? If you're gonna do that, why not just have him like stand in the shadows? Because he's moving the flashlight. You know, maybe he wouldn't see him, but he's holding a picture frame up. And it immediately. And by the way, it's like the biggest building of all time. If you hear somebody coming in, just hide under a table. A different place. Yeah. Uh, and it cuts to the girl, and uh, the door opens and closes, and then Clint gets in. Or Clint turns around. How you doing, honey? First of all, this guy was in the house. Clint was in the house like a second before. <laughs> and then as soon as the flashlight goes over his face, he's already outside. And he is in his clothes. Yes. He's wearing the brother's clothes and stabs the girlfriend in th- th- the throat? Yeah, it's pretty much the coolest kill scene in the movie. Oh, best. He sticks a blade just straight through the bottom of her jaw. Yeah. Um, I guess the only real kill scene, too. Like, true... Yeah. Slasher type kill scene. Yeah. And then. <laughs> oh my God. And then. The best. It cuts to him. Two, two heads coming up. And the kids, the kids look. Cause one of the heads say, Hey kid, I'm a cop. <laughs> it's like that GI Joe's kid. Hey kid, I'm a computer. I think we should just talk about this scene, the ice cream scoop knockout scene, and then the end. Okay. Well, All right. So 
these these cop puppets yeah hey kid i'm a computer is the voice and the two cops are just talking the two cop heads and then clint pops up and we realize they're decapitated heads and and they're on clint's hand and 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 the kids run away obviously because and clint continues with the puppet show for like five more minutes dude it's five minutes it's five minutes and he is just cutting jokes and talking to these (laughs) puppets for five minutes and not moving anything around. Like, nothing is being, nothing is happening because of this. It's just prolonging the end. So much crappy comedy. None of it was funny. None of those jokes were funny. Nothing was even worth writing down. No. Um, and then, yeah. So the cops show up. Um, they try to intervene. They've got the, they've got the car, his van surrounded with the ice cream man inside with tuna. Uh, they open the door. They look inside. There's no ice cream man. Ice cream man's on the roof magically. Magically. And <laughs> ice cream man jumps off the roof and hits the two cops with ice cream scoops. Now, these cops get knocked out. Clint's jump is it's three feet maximum. And, and he's he, really slow. And he does He was not, terrified. He does not connect with either of the cops' heads. No, he hits it's the like shoulders. Stomach. It's not even the shoulders, dude. It's like their chest. <laughs> it's so bad. And these cops go down like a sack of potatoes. <laughs> They're knocked unconscious immediately. <laughs> like oh All that would God. do would maybe startle you or like piss you off. And then the end is Awful. <laughs> Possibly my one of my least favorite endings of any movie of all time. And why? Because he's force feeding a kid that disgusting ice cream, and then the kid turns on the, the grinder. Uh, well, that's part of it. Or the fact that small small Paul lures him in with just a picture, <laughs> shining a flashlight on a picture, and Clarence just following it, being like, <laughs> "There's that. There's that element of it. There's also the element of." Um, they lure him in and they shove him into uh, uh, the giant mixer that, that electrocutes and chops him up because it's not enough to just chop him up. Um, and then Small Paul says, who's the Pied Piper now, ice cream dick? <laughs> also, wow. Small Paul and him were getting along great. So, okay. So Small Paul and him were getting along great. You're thinking Stockholm Syndrome. You're thinking, oh, he's the next ice cream man. Small Paul turns on him, kills him. You're thinking, okay, good, revenge story. Small Paul gets him back, especially because he calls him a dick. Yeah. Ice cream dick. And then we turn out, Small Paul is going to be the next ice cream yes. man. And he's in, a, he's in a psycho war. He's in a psych, psych war. Board. Yeah. And the kids react. Dude, it cuts like like weeks later. And by the way, Fat Kid is not fat anymore. I did not notice that. He's not. Uh, he decided to take the pillow out. Um, <laughs> so weird. And, uh, the kids are all outside talking and they're like, we're small Paul. We're small Paul. It's like, oh yeah, he's in the, he's in therapy all the time now. And it cuts to him and he's in like a padded room yeah. with like an ice cream churn, <laughs> which they don't well, give you. Why would you give it that? They don't give you. If you're in a padded room, you do not get a ice Especially cream get a traumatic experience with ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> like they know everything. <laughs> Uh, and that's it, man. That's Ice Cream Man. Yeah. Terrible movie. Awful. <laughs> it was so bad. 
It was shockingly bad. I can't even, I can't emphasize that enough. I would watch it again. Just but so would I. It's like the next and, level. Of and bad. we talked about it. I feel bad because we're like a little bit more tired now from the last episode. But like our level of enthusiasm for Ice Cream Man was insane. And we were like, we have to put that last because we would have blown our load. Yeah. If we'd done that first i would not have been able to do a second episode i was so fired up about ice cream man. it's actually good that you're getting us a little tired for it um well with that said we are at the end of the episode which means monster vision game which means it's the yeah. first game we've ever done twice <laughs> all right so let's see how many i have left of these we got uh okay eight so all right we'll do two we'll do two today oh I'm sorry. But that means... <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it means three and three next time. Three and three next yeah. time. Okay, thanks for helping me with the math. Um, legitimately. <laughs> All right, here we go. Two this time. Okay. Um, actually, you know what? I'm going to throw a third in there. Okay. I'll get another one. Eight dead bodies. Are going to give me the year? Oh. Sure. <laughs> Such a cop-out. No, an it's not. Hit, an extra hint. It, I I don't think that's a cop out at all. I mean, you're you know, talking. You know, about, somebody's real mad at me right now. You oh, can't get those without the year. Probably, dude. I almost okay. Uh, 1980. Okay. I guess 1980. Um, eight <laughs> dead bodies, no breasts, sword through the chest, hook through the chest, dagger to the chest, six zombies. This one is terrible. Six zombies, strangulation. You never get this. Yeah. Beyond? Here. No. Six zombies. 1980? Mm-hmm. Is it? The Fog. Fuck. Um, and <laughs> Joe Bob gives it three stars. And uh, he proceeds after he says, he goes, three stars, check it out. Then they pump some, like, smoke into the room. And he goes, oh, my God, the fog. <laughs> Just mocking it from minute one. Um, all right, next one. What year? Oh, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I should probably look these both up now. 1991. Okay. Six dead bodies. One dead dog. Multiple shotgun wounds. Flesh carving. Brick whacking. Brick whacking. Crotch socking, roof diving, fireplace poker placement, bayonetting, serious explosives. There's no way you're gonna get this one either. I'm sorry, I apologize. <laughs> this one is terrible. Like, there's nothing about this that will ever. You'll never get this. People under the stairs. Wow, you fucking got it. No way, really? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe you guessed that. And I know it has to be a guess because there's nothing about that that. There's nothing about that that says people under those stairs. Three and a half stars. I don't get the fog, which I genuinely love. Yeah. Why watch it like three times a year? Um, All right. Last one. 1976. Dawn of the Dead. Let me check it. Yeah, 1976. Okay. Eight dead bodies, two breasts, 12 gallons of blood, one mother from hell, excessive girlfriend slapping, Beer on head dunking, pig slaughtering, mind control body flinging, <laughs> yes, <laughs> psychedelic prom riot, 
satanic fire hose, double electrocution, gym teacher slicing, principal burning, backstabbing, crucifixion with dinner knives, exploding house, imploding house, one motor vehicle chase with crash and burn, feminine hygiene, foo, and of course, pig blood jubilee. (laughs) And he says, we'll be back quicker than you can shake a pig at a prom queen. (laughs) Man, I like Um, this game. Great game. I wish he d- I wish there were enough of them out there that I could we could like do it forever. <laughs> you got to get one more of those. We have 3 in the next 2 episodes. Fuck, maybe we make our own. Oh, okay. I have plenty, but yeah, we'll do 3 <laughs> for all of them. Um yeah, I'll definitely get those. But that's it guys. Thank you so much for listening. Really appreciate it as always. Uh want to thank Carly Poe for allowing us to use that song Gorehound off the album Pagan Holiday. Uh, rate, review, subscribe on iTunes. If you do, email me, Sean at IHateHorror.com, and we'll get you a sticker um, sent to you in the mail for free. Uh, we're on Facebook.com slash IHateHorror, IHateHorror.com. I'm on Instagram. Uh, I'm on Twitter at IHateHorrorShow and Instagram at IHateHorror. I'm at JoeV421 and at Boognish1985. You think one of us would have picked the same name for one of those accounts. <laughs> but to to be fair... Twitter, somebody, I won't call him a jerk. I won't call him any names. But you know what I'm thinking. Has the name I Hate Horror. Do they? Yeah. Hmm. And he has a podcast. It's not called I Hate Horror. How about that? Just took that name. And I want to ask him for it. But he won't give it to me. I know it. Yeah, probably ask for money. Buddy, I'm fucking broke. Um, anything else we need to cover? Oh, the store, store at I hate horror store dot I store dot I hate horror dot com. Uh, you can check out our shirts there. We've got a few left. So buy some of those. We're also on, I don't know, patreon.com slash I hate horror or I hate horror dot patreon.com. I don't know. Sign up. It's $5 and you get our cold check, cold check, <laughs> the night stalker, the night stalker podcast. It's a bonus podcast. You get it there. We do Google Hangouts, live streams, stuff like that. It's pretty fucking cool. Yeah. Um, that's it. So, Joe, this is Sean. Stay weird. Thank you. Adios. Adios.